Broadcasting from the beautiful Hair Today Gone Tomorrow Studios in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. It's Jackie and Ralph. That's Here right, sir. What are. is this? Episode five? Uh, I think it's five. Well, uh, it's four or five. Uh, um, look, I know we missed. We missed a few weeks because I was on vacation, but yeah. I'm pretty sure this is five. Okay, I'll take it. Um, we're we're sort of broadcasting a little bit late this week because yeah. we were fooling around with sound settings. We had some issues to work out, but I think we finally worked them out. What do you think? I think we worked them out, and I want everybody to know this. We are not going away. So No, okay. even though... <laughs> Even though all ten of you want us to, You're right? We're, we're not, not leaving, and, and yeah, because we don't have anything else to do no. on a Saturday. No, and this is important to us. So this is extremely important. You know what? To us, you can go after yourself. Right? The hell, which is all all ten is, and that's metal. That is pretty. Yeah, that's so you can't get more metal than that. Heavy metal. What do we got today? Well, today. Um, we have a topic, uh, so we're going to be talking about underrated guitarists that came out of the 80s. Lately, um, I was scrolling on, uh, YouTube last week, and I noticed that the Sammy Hagar interview on the Howard Stern Show got so many hits, it was ridiculous, which kind of, um, uh, kind of, there was like a re- Surgence of interest in Eddie Van Halen. Now, depending on who you are, you might think Eddie Van Halen was the best guitar player to come out of the 80s. And he was fantastic. There's no doubt. Um, and along with Eddie Van Halen, there were some other big names that came out of that particular genre, that decade. Everybody, came out of that interview. That Because they were... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they were doing. They were trying to get they're trying to get people to guest star right, yeah. at these yeah. whatever they're doing. Well, so it, they're calling Vi, whoever can play. Steve Vi, you know, Joseph, whoever so, can play. Right. These were the big n- names that even if you're not like well versed in that particular genre everybody's heard of Joe Satriani yeah. everybody's heard of Steve Vai I mean, Eddie Van Halen yeah. Um, yeah. I mean because Inve, they yes. Malmsteen everybody's heard of these guys and it could have been for any reason did they right. cross genres for something right. uh, they married somebody famous right. they were on a TV show uh, they're beekeepers and they make honey whatever the <laughs> what? case is Steve Vai He's a beekeeper? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Steve Vai is incredible. Joe Satran is incredible. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen, just absolutely amazing. Ingve was just, he was blowing minds yes. back then. Yes. But there was also a handful of oh, amazing, amazing guitarists of the day. Of them. There was a lot of guitar players. And if you could, for you know. whatever reason, these guys don't get their due. No. Well, we're here yeah. to fix that. Yep. And uh, we have compiled a list. Four main ones, I think, right? And um, then you have a. There's so many honorable of, mentions. Right, I couldn't right. even. I couldn't even write down how many. I just picked the ones that were a little bit more. Um, not flamboyant, but more more in their band that they were in. Okay. Was yeah high in the. Uh, you know, no circle. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, uh, you know, bands like Poison, Warrant, you know, these bands kind of stick out because they, they were they huge. Kinda, MTV. Right. They sort of define that whole genre. Right. Bands like that. Right. So I that's think, where it came from. Now, right. I know there's a lot of people who are going to say, well, Fiona, they had great. Right. Know. That was crazy. And that, yeah. I think the first guitar player, extremely underrated guitar player we need to talk about because we're from the area he's from the area i think we need to talk about cc absolutely from absolutely like we just recently found out yeah cc deville is from bay ridge brooklyn that's like our old stomping grounds we went there we probably went into the same stores yes absolutely Side by side with C.C. DeVille, and we just found out his name, because if you take a look at it written down anywhere on the internet or on the 
album notes. It is C period, C period, DeVille. And he's from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and one of his parents was Italian. What does that mean? That means he loved Cadillacs. Jackie and I both both at separate times, I think, had Cadillacs. Eldorados. Eldorados. Well, C.C. DeVille's favorite Cadillac was the Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Oh, my God. And that's where he got the name C.C. DeVille from. I didn't know that. It's that's, it's not something I really ever saw or talked about before. It's horrific. It is horrific, isn't it? This is my name. Cadillac yeah. Coupe DeVille. And on drums, we have Buick Riviera. <laughs> and that's my boy, Olds Tornado over there. Crazy. Olds 442. Olds 442. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's, that's ridiculous. Absolutely but crazy. Born, nonetheless... Still yeah. phenomenal. Oh, incredible uh, guitar, guitar player. player. Born Bruce Anthony Johansson, uh, May 14th, 1962, Brooklyn, New York. So Swedish, Italian, you think? Swedish and Italian, I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think his father was Italian. I'm not Maybe sure. his mom yeah. was Italian. It Somebody matter. was, because I know he's got the half. He had kind of a weird look in the day. He sure did. Uh, made me a little bit angry, yeah. because the guys from Poison... Um, took this whole glam image thing and pushed it to its boundaries yeah. to where you would take a look at the cover of Look What the Cat Dragged In and you were like, are these hot chicks? Yeah. yeah. Or are these guys dressed up trying to be hot yeah. chicks? What was the whole thing back I, then? It's hard to say. I know that uh, back in the, what, the 70s, you had David New Bowie York was Dolls. Doing yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Johansson. New York Dolls. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, what was his name? Uh, hot, hot, hot. No, that's right, yeah, the cure. Hot. I'm sorry. No, that's the cure, yeah. But he had Older something like that. Yeah. Um, David Johansson, I think his name was. was and it? the New York Dolls. And they were, they David were Johansson, skinny. Yeah. Right. What do they girls. call that? Androgynous? Androgynous, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that that's maybe was the background or maybe you, it needed a resurgence because... And I think I've said this before. Rock and roll is called the rock and roll revolution. And yes, what that absolutely. means is it revolves and it keeps revolving. It's not the rock and roll movement, which will move a certain distance and stop. It's a revolution. It keeps going. Yes, sir. And I think that trends yeah. and things, um, they come back. But you do have the exceptions to things like um, Nirvana. That brings a new, yeah, that brings a new style into this revolution. Grunge was a big one. Thrash metal. Yeah. You know, so these are things that happen during this revolution. Absolutely, man. And I think that Poison brought back that glam. I think they kind of spear Absolutely. Or something. Absolutely. Uh, Great songs. Oh, C.C. DeVille was a fantastic songwriter, too. He had his hand in all those big songs they sang. He, I'm pretty sure he was the primary songwriter anyway. Usually the guitar player, you, right. you know, is, is a big part of it. If, if, part the, of it. if the singer is just writing, you know, lyrics, writing words. But I think that uh, the songs, you know, we always talk about Where Were You and the soundtrack to Our Lives. And a lot of those songs... Yeah. Are, uh, you know, you right. break up with a girl, every rose has every its rose own, you know what I mean? Which, uh, phenomenal. by the way, was their only number one hit. Which is surprising, but you know what? I mean, it's not that surprising. Critics and yeah, stuff like that right. are very, very tough, um, you know. C.C. Uh, DeVille began playing guitar at the age of five. Which five I old, think which makes is, him a prodigy. Yeah, he was a that, prodigy. At that, um, you know, his, uh, his first guitar was a $27 Japanese Telecaster copy. The most ugliest guitar. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it is. The Telecaster. It's horrible. Let me say this to Unless you. Unless you're, um, who's well, the country guy? Not Keith Urban. Yeah. Keith Urban. Yeah. They all, they all do. I mean, listen, Bruce Springsteen is notorious for playing that guitar. Telecasters, yeah. And I'll tell you this, probably the... Best guitar to play, the easiest guitar to play, the, the action telly. on it, it yeah, is, I know it's, it's ridiculous. Real thin, fine, yeah. Thin I mean, it's you it's very, yeah, yeah, it's very, uh, it's ugly as hell, yeah, absolutely. Like but it. it's probably the easiest 
especially guitar to play. Especially those uh, wood green Telecasters yeah. with the brown pickguards. Yeah. Oof, yeah. bad. Um, he grew up listening to bands like Zeppelin, Sabbath, The Stones, David Bowie, the New York Dolls. There no, you no go. No surprise right there. In there. And, no a, and especially Kiss. Wow. Okay. And you saw those influences. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely. saw them and you heard them. Um, at age 18, DeVille auditioned and joined a band called Lace, which was a local New York band. Okay. Also began studying music theory at NYU. Phenomenal. Yeah, incredible. But dropped out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't complete his degree. Yeah, they never moved do. to Los Angeles in '81, where he auditioned for the band Striper. Oh my! How crazy God. is that? Wow! And isn't that one here something? Yeah, Striper is one of our uh, guitar players on our list too. Because yeah. yeah, that is that is crazy. And I guess he didn't get the gig. Apparently, I guess he didn't get the gig. He and uh, so after he didn't get the gig with Striper, he auditioned and was accepted into Poison. But there was sort of a, um, it was kind of hard going with with uh, Brett Michaels because during the audition, CeCe mm-hmm. DeVille was, to- was told to play a certain song to play with the whole band, but he actually played his own riff, uh, <laughs> which, okay. which, actually turned out to be talk dirty to me. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy because... So he, so he had that sort of like on the shelf... Right. ...or riff he was like playing around with. I think every musician's got that... We all do. ...those like two or we three yeah. riffs they keep on the shelf. Yeah. And that's kind of what you like warm up with. That's kind yeah. of what you play. Drummers do it too, even though you, you don't... Can, Consider drummers musicians, no problem. But so, um, um, bass player Bobby Dahl and drummer Ricky Rocket loved them. Brett, Brett Michaels was not so thrilled with them, but that riff that he played eventually became Talk Dirty to Me. And that's really that's what, a great song, right? That's really what launched the band's career yeah talk dirty yeah to me. that was it that was the single on, i think right yeah yes, mtv the video you couldn't yeah. turn on mtv without seeing that i know that uh that was the handwriting on the wall because i know that him and uh brett michaels always absolutely uh, bang heads from that point on Their and let's face album. it let's face it um a lot of musicians uh that's the whole thing i think with this artistic uh expression is that i think it should go one way and you think it should go another. And I've been in that situation in a lot of bands, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very, it's very tough. But the the, the thing that we need to uh, accept, especially now when this could fit in all our lives, is the word called compromise. You have to compromise. Sometimes you may compromise to the point where you may lose the feeling that you no longer have your artistic expression. But sometimes you got to say, okay. I'm going to it's give you this one, right? Yeah, and we're going to do this one, right? Absolutely. Right. Um, that first album, "Look What the Cat Dragged In," I believe sold three million. Yeah. Albums. Yeah. Poison over their career has sold fifty million albums, which puts them yeah head and shoulders above oh, yeah. so many other bands Clearly. of the time. And of course, like everything else, um, CC Deville has suffered from different. Substance abuse problems, yeah. anger problems, yeah. love to fight Brent. Yeah. Like actually fist, fist fight. fight. Yeah. They were Brent another Michaels. one of those fist fighting bands, except yeah. unlike Motley Crue, they would fight each other. They would fight each Motley other. Motley Crue would just beat you up just for the hell of it. But uh, theoretically, yeah. Jackery, a fight between Motley Crue and Poison, a physical fight. Bobby Dahl, um, C.C. DeVille and all the boys against crew with Mick Mars, not Johnny Five. Because I I think John Five could probably, he was with Manson, so he probably knows how to fight. So so let's say 1986 Motley Crew versus 86 
poisoned. Who would okay. actually win that is, in a fist fight? Uh, uh, Bret Michaels was uh, always in fantastic shape. He was, but I, but, but uh, uh, Vince Neil was a scrapper when he was younger. He well, the whole and band the was whole a band. scrapper. I think that right. there'd be a lot of hairspray and makeup all over right. the place. But you but think, I think after the smoke, yeah, in after the smoke, crea- yeah, physical fist yeah. fight. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm definitely I mean, with you. Uh, Nikki Six or Bobby Doll? Uh, I think Six would probably be so jacked up on dope. Well, so would Bo- well Bobby Doll would be jacked up on alcoholism because he's a recovering addict, right? They all are. Yeah, they who all isn't? Are. Yeah, true, true. So, C.C. <laughs> Deville, we believe is one of the absolutely most underrated guitarists yep. of the genre. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're a guitar player. You'll probably say or listen to him and go, man, he plays good guitar, but then you'll just forget about it. And he right. won't get any votes. He won't get any notoriety. No. He doesn't have a, a signature this or custom that. Right. You know, it just I uh, think we probably also happens. need to talk about why these guitar players were kind of swept under the rug. And a band like Poison was such a big visual that I think their amazing playability kind of got swept under the rug because they were such a over-the-top, um, androgynous yeah. look about them. And that's really what you concentrated on. So so, so C.C. DeVille's playing was kind Overshadow. of... Secondary. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. And Brett... Clearly. Brett Michaels was a pretty big image on stage. I mean, yeah. he had the charisma, he had the personality. The so looks. The looks. The girls everything. liked him. The girls the men liked, liked him. him. Whereas, I, C.C. DeVille's real short, I think, too. I think he's a little short. I think yeah. he's short. He's yeah. not Stephen Van Zandt short. No. But he was yeah. kind of on the shorter, more frail side. Yeah. And he had that weird fucking hair that I couldn't stand. Yeah. Grow your hair or he had, have short hair. Yeah, Don't he do had, that. That like that weird, yeah, almost, like almost a bob. Yeah, and it almost look. You know who he reminds me of? There's a the lead singer of Vixen. He used to have okay. her hair like that. It had the weird hair. Whitish blonde. Well, it was blonde to the whitish side, and it was a big, boofy yeah. thing. Um, but he could play guitar. By the way, something that, uh, uh, you know. CC Deville is all cleaned up. He's Sober, and he's actually back on tour with Poison. He looks fantastic. That's great. He sounds fantastic. That's awesome. And I'm glad to hear that. And he's only gotten better. Yeah, because he did do a thing after Poison, uh, Samantha Seven, or yes. something like that. Yeah, I, I have the album. Uh, What'd you think? It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I okay. uh, not as not as much of a hit maker as Poison was. That's for sure. No, they were a hit machine. They sure were because of Cadillac. Yeah. Deville. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a big part of it, clearly. And the videos, the videos were a big part of it. He was a huge part of it. Now, back then, I wasn't a huge Poison fan. Right. I liked a few of their songs, but I I really wasn't a big fan. Later on, I think I became more of a fan. The anthems. The anthems. Right, what, right. You know, Nothing But A Good Time. I mean, that's a, that's a great song. Very simple. Very simple to play on guitar, bass. Forget about the drums. I mean, like I said, Great I think song. the dude never uh, never hit a tom in his life. He just right. <laughs> he just had a snare drum, exactly. his kick, and a hi-hat. And that's all snare he, you know. kick, and closed hi-hat. Yeah. You're right. Jackery, one of the big bands, but they kind of came in late. Yeah. Um, Skid Row. Oh, boy. Skid Row came in like 89, mm-hmm. right? Which... Now, this has been going on since like the late 70s. A lot of these bands formed. Rat, Motley Crue, right. and they kind of coasted into the 80s. Skid Row had their uh, first album released in 89. So, they're part of the genre, but they're like, they just caught on the end of it. Yeah, And they and had a guitar player. Yes, they did. Who was absolutely, yep. absolutely amazing. Yes, he was. Scotty Hill. Scotty Hill. Also still around today, still playing. Yeah. 
Still with Skid Row. Still with I believe. Skid Row. Yeah. What's it been like? Thirty. Oh my God! Years it's been a long time. Now, now Sebastian Bach is no longer with them. But, and to me, I why is that? They had they, just they had a, a, a yeah a, a falling out, and I and I believe that again. Unfortunately, we all get older and stuff, and Sebastian Bach is not what he used to be. But when he first hit the scene, he, he looks haggard now. Yeah. He was oh a, my God. He was a huge presence. He was unbelievable. How many Good looking. Oh my God. Could sing like that? Have, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, fantastic. Three octave, yeah. And again, over, unfortunately, he overshadowed, overshadowed Scotty Hill. Scotty. Now, the other guitar player was Dave the Snake Sabo or Sabo, something like yep, that, yep. who just earned his name from being in the New Jersey uh, musician scene because that was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi's in there. Yes, absolutely. Um, little Stevens in little there. Little Steven. King, yeah. The New Jersey, New on. Jersey scene. New Jersey Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. I yeah. mean, you know, all these guys came from that little, that little broken that down Jersey. Right. You know, Stone Pony. Remember? Yeah, sure. Was the uh, the club? Stone Pony was the big one. Park Villa was huge. Park Villa. And then yeah. on Staten Island, they opened up the park. Villa 2. Right. Um, Skid Row American Music Awards. Yeah. Best New Hard Rock Heavy Metal Artist. Absolutely. They won it. Absolutely. They were, they were also nominated for Best Heavy Metal Hard Rock Album. And that, of course, was their debut album. They did not win that though, unfortunately. But great songs off that album. Every oh, song, every song songs. is a great song. And coincidentally, Scotty Hill did not write any of them. And that's not a, a big. That's big. Uh, that's a big issue with yeah. uh, with notoriety these days. These and I, days, and I, yes. And back then, Everybody, I would think so too because uh, everybody wants to be a song. Writer. What was it called? Uh, in, for guitars, we call it case candy, but album candy was the same thing. Sure, you always absolutely. look to see who wrote what, who sang what, who thanked their grandmother. You always read the uh, the sleeves, the album sleeves, and you um, wanted to see the, the, the band get writing credits. You yes, want to see who was doing the absolutely. primary writing. But now, maybe that kind of freed up Scotty to concentrate on his solos because, you know, even if you don't write the song, you do write the solo, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Scotty started playing guitar at 13, mm -hmm. which is a lot later than Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Correct. Um, uh, but again, that's still a good age. I mean, that's, that's about in the bracket. Yeah, that's I think in the bracket. Everybody yeah. starts 13, between 10, right. 10 and 13, yeah, 10 14. And 13. Uh, took lessons for about a year, learned the fundamentals, and then just... Just right. what well, that's Went another thing we always do. We always, yeah, we always end up uh, quitting lessons and uh, you know learning by ear. A few of us, I have a good buddy that kept on you know with his lessons, but eventually really? everybody just uh, you know wants to play by ear. Um, but phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. And as a matter of fact, his uh, solo to "I Remember You," yeah, incredible. He just. Uh, did like a YouTube thing to show you how to play it because well, people were asking. I heard, Isn't that and crazy? I guess I saw the same interview that you saw. He had to go back and re relearn learn it <laughs> because, like, yeah, people were like, Oh, I really want to know. Can you how teach to me? Play he it. was like, Well, huh. right, yeah, I get it right. So, anyway, influences uh, yeah. include the Beatles, oof, a lot of I know. A lot of Motown, uh, Jackson 5, as he got a little bit older, uh, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Randy Rhodes. Okay, Eddie so he, went, he went the respectable route. Clearly. Yeah, but his big turning point was when on the Woodstock album when he heard Hendrix play the Star Spangled Banner. That was it. Which was, I mean, that I mean, that's... Who I think whoever you are, you hear that and you think back like, yeah, you, you know what? I heard that and that may or may not have changed my life Yeah. because the Star Spangled Banner is sacred yeah. and it's the country's national anthem and 
Hendricks just, you know, he nailed it. He really did. He nailed he just it. Made it a yeah. bop. And, it, and you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, people try to do that now, and they they fudge it up because I think that you can't. I, I don't think you should be adding anything to it. Play the thing on the guitar as it's sung, yeah. and call it a day because I think that's where that uh, that importance comes through. Um, in a pretty recent, a fairly recent interview, um, when he was asked, what is the role of education in music? And Scotty replied, I think that any craft you choose should be studied, analyzed, and developed. But, okay. But he said, I have very, very limited theory skills I realized I would be much better at what I do if I had just put the time into it and learned it. Interesting. So, but then again, there's get there's guitar players who only rely on theory, and they're not on our list. So right, and that's something that uh, is definitely uh, possible. You can be a perfect technician in your you know, playing and just not have it. Did you know, you know um, that Scotty Hill was actually not from Jersey? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was from Middletown, New York. And okay. in the early days before Skid Row, um, he met bass player Rachel Boland through our old favorite magazine. I'm going to say it and... You're going to be like, oh my goodness, the aqua- the Aquarian. Wow, yeah, the Aquarian yeah. Going in the back and wow, that you know, you know, and you know what reminds me of uh, the Aquarian is the bylines. Right. Do right. you remember the bylines? The bylines? Yeah, sure, wow. absolutely, absolutely. Crazy That's, stuff. So we didn't have the internet back right. then, and when you were kind of between bands or couldn't find somebody to jam with you would go pick up the aquarium it was free yeah and you'd go in the back and you'd find a band needing bass player right or band needing singer band musicians wanted musicians wanted yeah. and that's where you would find your that's awesome band yeah uh, and but he would actually commute from Middletown, New York to Tom's River, New Jersey. For That's band practice. A, that is a hike. Let me tell you. Miles, bro. Because Tom's River, we've That's where we bought your car. That's right. Was it Tom's, Tom's River. River? Okay, that that was at least once you got into Jersey, it was at least an hour. Yep. You know what I mean? That's, that's a that's that right. must have been such a hike, but you know what? Musicians do things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's just that's just what you do. I guess that's called like paying your dues, man. Yeah, right. That's paying your dues. That's Not cool. just getting on uh, right. American Idol or The Voice. No. And going up there and singing, right. that's and the dues. I, uh, Scotty got into the same stuff you got into when you, when you were young, uh, setting fires to, to shit like you <laughs> and I. Did. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to talk about that because I'm not exactly sure of the statute of limitations <laughs> on arson. Um, uh, shop oh. lifting, uh, getting drunk at a yeah. young age. All the same typical All the same shit. rock and roll. All these guys do. Yeah. Yeah. But fantastic, fantastic player. Once again. Absolutely. Great uh, songs. Yeah. Great yeah. songs. First album, every song. I know every song because Do you? I just listened to it over and over again. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Second yeah. So, second album was a real eye-opener to their talent, though. Oh, you mean the and you said it yourself. second? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second album. A little bit of a de- departure from the heavy. first, but a lot Darker Lot and heavier. heavier. What yeah. they called like doggy dog or uh, something like that. I don't even I didn't even write fantastic, it down. Because, fantastic yeah, yeah. band. But definitely overshadowed not, by yeah. Sebastian Bach, who was that larger than life frontman, went on to play in that uh, Broadway play. Phantom, uh, of Phantom of the Opera, yeah. where a lot of musicians have Paul Stanley 
had a huge run. Oh, really? Yeah, with Phantom in Canada. He oh, my a, God. He, he is a Phantom. He doesn't need the mask. But not let's. A big fan. Not a big fan. I know you're not a big fan, but that's... Not a big fan, Jack. That's unfortunate. Uh, tell me about uh, one of the guys on your list. Okay, so I have, and we've spoken about this before, I have Brad Gillis, okay. formerly from Ozzy, who yeah. came in. Yeah. After who was he playing with uh, when he got tapped he, by Ozzy? Wasn't he like a they, foreigner guitar player? No, they had. Boston? They talked about Night Ranger still Night Ranger. being right, right, right. being uh, a, an entity at that point. And then um, Rudy Sarzo says, "Hey, I heard this guy. Let's in, right. you know get him." And he comes in basically cold and filled in and completed that tour. And I gotta say, he's one of those kind of forgotten. Guitar players yeah. too, even to us. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. really wouldn't make our list of no, like the top five. No, right. But what happened was, I just happened to scroll past a teaching video of his on YouTube, and when he was younger, and he had the full hair, and he uh, he can shred, you know, he can really play that thing and right. it's it's sad because you know he just he just really well night ranger was pretty good night ranger's bigger now right than they ever were because they the slipped into that adult contemporary yes absolutely yeah, they yeah. really weren't that hair metal band yeah. they couldn't find a genre to yeah. fit into jackery all i've got to say to you is we're leaving together but still, it's farewell. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I know you maybe, love that line. <laughs> maybe we'll come back to okay. Earth. Who can tell? Oh, right? my God. That Europe. is absolutely terrible. Let me tell you something. What was his name? The guitar player from yeah. Europe was John Norum. Okay. Which uh, I'm probably saying that wrong because he's Swedish, but Swedish. phenomenal yeah. Yeah. Oh, guitar incredible. player. Uh, the band itself, I mean, the lead singer was just, he was gorgeous, let's face it. And, and, he uh, had such a head of hair. They all right, did. The, no, they but all, his hair, the tight curls. Incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. you don't remember? Gotcha. I and do his remember. Face. I remember the video. Yeah. I remember the video yeah. being so produced. Well, yes. really their sound Their was sound was so uh, very produced. produced. But also Europe was very big with keyboards too. So that, That's right. You know, when you have that keyboard element, it gives you that uh, production Europe, type of sound. I think, was another band that came in towards the tail end. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because I Europe was around before they hit it, okay. and they're around now. They're still playing. They really? I mean, Joey Tempest, the singer. They got to be old. He's yeah, but they they're they were old. big, right? They're all we're old, but he was yeah. big in uh, I guess Sweden, and and you know it's funny because uh, John Norum also ended up in bands. The all these guys that we're mentioning, believe it or not, have crossed paths. Right. Um, either bands. in the studio or yeah. in uh, it in clubs, they've crossed paths. Um, another uh, twin, two guys that I'd like to talk about yeah. is the guys from Shri uh, Striper. Oh, Striper! Um, yes. Michael Sweet and yeah. Oz Fox. I yeah. mean, Amazing these guys, players. unbelievable! Amazing players. Um, now back and forth dueling yes. licks Dueling and leads, again, dueling licks again. Overshadowed, Overshadowed though by the by his whole, voice, well, and by the voice thing. and the yeah. whole Christianity thing, thing yeah. which was great. It got them noticed, I think. Yeah. But it really overshadowed the amazing playing ability. The drummer was incredible. The drummer, that was his brother. That's that was his brother. Michael Sweet's yeah. brother. Incredible. Yeah. The whole band, but once again, too, really overshadowed. And, yeah. Heavily processed sound, yeah. Too, they're actually back on tour. I think they've dropped sort of they the dropped, Christianity thing. Yeah, or they, they dropped, dropped that the and they dropped the outfits. The yellow Striper, and black attack right. is gone. Yeah, Isaiah. I saw them when they dropped the outfits, I and I do them. remember the drummer because you know what sticks in my mind about what? the drummer? What? His crash cymbals hung from chains. Okay. Oh, that's do you remember? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Also he would hit them and they would swing and right. come back because they were held and by chains. Chop, chop off his head. I saw Striper open up for 
Wasp in Lamar. Oh, wow. Brooklyn. Great show. Yeah. Jackery, I've got two words for you. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania spawned an amazing guitar player. Sure did. Richard Earl Beach. Who is that? Better known as Reb. (laughs) Beach. Oh my God! Yeah, like Jake E. Lee. That's exactly Jake like Lee. General Jake E. Lee. Fantastic. Richard Earl Beach, which I didn't know back. I thought somebody actually named their baby Reb. Reb. Why Reb. not? Reb. Kind of like CC. What? What? What would? It, yeah, but what would you? It's, okay, apparently that's abbreviated. So what would it be? Rebish? <laughs> Rebellion? Re- Rebbed. Rebel. Reverend, you reverend me the wrong way. Wit, <laughs> and we are talking about the amazing, incredibly talented band Winger. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Winger. When Tip. Winger, I, Winger, oh what? my God, when you the talked about when you Alice talked Cooper? about looks, oh God, they oh had it all. geez, when he, when Winger came out, I just wanted to give it up. I yeah. wanted to shave everything Absolutely. down, and because the man was, I liked him. Yeah. I would have, <laughs> I liked the dude. I mean, just his face. Couldn't play a note on the bass, but that really didn't matter, he did it? <laughs> yeah. Open G string. Right. And back then, that was enough. That's all you need. And that's all you, you need. Know what? And still today, that's really uh, all you need. But you know need. what? The guy is a uh, award-winning classical composer. Yeah, absolutely. He gives lessons right here in Nashville. He's right here in Nashville. He gives lessons. Everybody he is a phenomenal singer, songwriter. But his guitar player and best friend, who they met through uh, an Alice Cooper friend, right. Reb Beach, who Reb Beach also plays in Whitesnake. Whitesnake, yep. Which is interesting because the only two members that have the most longevity staying with that band is David Coverdale, right. because it's his band. David Coverdale, yeah. And... Red Beach. Red Beach. Could you imagine? Absolutely, I can. Always a big fan of him. Um, Ibanez uh, had the um, Red Beach model guitars, which which were called the RBMs. There you go. You know you're a great guitar player when Ibanez has your signature model. Yeah. I mean, Ibanez has all the biggies. So yeah, let's face do. it. I That's mean, Ibanez has yeah. uh, Satriani, um, Vi, cool. um, a lot of uh, a lot of huge, huge players play Ibanez. I mean, they have uh, everybody. Don't you? Have, I think you have an Ibanez. My custom bass is um, an Ibanez. I still it's have. an actual sound gear, which I bought. A long time ago, when they first um, were able to, you were able to pick certain things on it. It wasn't necessarily custom, but you were still able to pick certain woods and stuff. So, semi custom. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Fantastic. Um, Reb Beach, just his anthology goes on for days and days and days. He was. he was even with Dokken. Yeah. Yeah. He was with Dokken. Yeah, for a little Whitesnake. while, yeah. Um, he is featured on the Lost Boys soundtrack. He played with Fiona, which I don't know who we she is, talking, but yeah. apparently everybody played with <laughs> Fiona. There was a band back then um, called Fiona, and I, I just don't, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who did we Did we what? miss out? Mi- Maybe on something? Maybe um, we should uh, listen in. Yeah, because apparently everybody was with this uh, Fiona. Fiona. And we're not talking about Fiona, Fiona Apple. Apple. no. This Ooh, is a she, different uh, Fi- a different thing. Fiona yeah. Apple. I always had a thing for her, man. Did she you? Was, oh, she had that weird, drugged out, skinny look, which yeah. I dig. Um, she looked like she needed to take a shower. Yeah, oh, I, I love that. <laughs> Dirty. You like the dirty? That's fine. Howard Jones, he played with Shaka Khan, the Bee Gees. Right. What? The Bee Gees? Yeah, that's crazy. Twisted huh? Sister, Brian McDonald group back in the late 80s. And then he was on the Karate Kid 3 soundtrack. He was on the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey soundtrack. J. 
just over and over and over again. And then he played with Alice Cooper. Wow. For, um, I mean, it was just absolutely yeah. incredible. His anthology goes, goes on back. and on and on. Um, also, can I just say something to you? Which yeah. is funny. We talked about John Norm from Europe. Europe, yeah. Also played in this circle here with Dokken and all these. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. Very uh, bunch of tight knit guys. You know, close. It's it's funny how close or how much the music industry can come together from guys from Sweden, uh, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. all over Germany. Yeah. Okay, just all over the country and come together for this and have this one thing in common. Let's talk for a second. Why was Rebich overshadowed? Was it because Oof. Winger was on the edge of almost progressive rock? Because that's how I kind of see them. Uh, Winger wasn't your typical 80s hair metal. They were more polished, more produced... The, the music was t uh, technically more advanced than, say, your rap. Yes, and they did have some great crew. ballads as well. They had incredible ballads. Uh, Breakup songs. I love all this for shit, heartbreak. Man. But um, why was he overshadowed? Kip Winger was a strong front man. He sure was. looking oh, guy. Oh, yeah, he with sure was. With the shirts torn open. Yeah, and, you remember, and had a beard. The bass, you know, the, the, which the was beat, which, the first beard in Yeah, because Canada. you never... You that never. Was a, that you had was long a hair. Sin. You shave. Yeah, you that, shaved. That was a cardinal sin. Because that, that was a biker thing. Yeah, right. You know, and he had that beard all so, manicured and good looking. And do, so singing do, about 17 year old girls, which, which nowadays now would not fly. Would not fly. Would not fly. And if you think about that for a second, because my daughter brought that up to me, she said, Your music, the men were pedophiles and I'm like what are you talking it about she said they time. but it was a different time it was a different but that time. didn't and I don't know lyrics. if that made it right or wrong but they you have lyrics. Christine 16 you have uh, well, the, the cars everybody singing about 16 year olds 17 year olds 18 year olds but the 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 Beatles did it too the Beatles did do the it the Beatles and started that yeah but look, I'm not here to judge about if no, and I into yeah, and I'm not <laughs> underage chicks, and I'm not gonna start uh, no. picking apart or not listening to them. I still no, think that I they're phenomenal. They're incredible. Bands. So, do you think that Kip Winger was just such a strong front man? That absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, look I'll at the that. guy. Look at the guy. I mean, uh, I, again, you want to talk about with a little bit of a band breakdown. The drummer was phenomenal. The whole band okay. was incredible. The well, keyboard player. Well, so Kip did all played the guitar. Arrangements. If you noticed, the keyboard player, if he needed to be played guitar, yeah, really, yeah. Maybe yeah. they were like a key. See, I, I don't know. I see them as being like progressive, not progressive like Queens. Reich was or, or like Rush, Rush or no, Yes or something like that. They were progressive for their yeah. genre. I love them. I yeah. really, really Me do. Too. Me I too. I like the big, big I winger. Like the uh, old stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bands that start with W and guitar players, Warrant. Oh my God. Do you remember the, the guitar player's name? His no. name was Joey Allen. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. And let me tell you, um, weird looking guy. It was a, um, kind of a strange-looking band. G, uh, they were a strange-looking band. Weird kind of face. He had like yeah. uh, strange eyes, but they were huge. And Joey them. Allen had a little face, compact. He didn't have the small face. And the bass player the had those right with the big hair. And the bass player had those eyes. Remember the blue eyes that in that Here's video they were wearing eyes. all white. All white, yes. And the eyes. Yeah. They were like uh, LEDs. I saw Warrant. I was in Ohio visiting a girl I was involved with back then. And we went to a theme park. It might have been Kings Island, actually. And I think Warrant was a local Ohio band, were they? 
That's a good question. I don't, remember. I don't know. But um, so we were in a big wave pool at Kings Island, and we were actually watching the show from a tube. Oh my god! Which was incredible. That uh, must have been great. Great white opened up. For great white. Great okay, white another or good maybe guitar player. Reverse. Okay, and I would tell you this: a great guitar player and great white too. Yes. Not necessarily a shredder. Not a shredder. So I couldn't really. You didn't really pull have, him. Right. Yeah, he was more this. a rhythmic type. Yeah, yeah, yeah because what? he he had to basically uh, play both parts. A lot of these bands did have two guitar players yes. at one point. One guy or was a keyboard, usually you know. rhythm and right. one lead. But Joey, Joey Allen. Allen was incredible. Yeah, man. Oh, what about the acoustic beginning to? Um, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Okay. Unfortunately, that was not him. Oh, gotcha. No. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, that, was that intro was was somebody's brother or somebody who played something. I didn't know that. And it was fantastic. But think about it. He still had to do that live. So I'm yeah, sure he did. absolutely. But the, just the guitar playing alone, though. He was um, phenomenal. That's a great song, by the way. It is a Tom's great tune. Cabin. It, it, it's, it tells a story. Yeah, it's not one of the more popular ones, no. I don't think, commercially. Yeah. But if you're a fan, you dig it. Yeah. You Cherry Pie, I listened to it once or twice, and then it became annoying. And yeah. then I started to go to other songs on that album, and, and I did. Yeah, you go a little bit deeper into Warrant, and you find out that Janie Lane was not really fully understood for the time. Right. He was one of those super musicians. Maybe not like a Kip Winger, but he did a lot of the arrangements and, yeah. and he was incredible. Died way too soon. Absolutely. A sad story. Yeah, very sad. I won't get yeah, into very it because I was a huge, huge Warrant fan. And I can yeah. say that I missed that dude. Oh, absolutely, His man. His presence was just yeah. uh, I, um, uncanny. Um, so, Joey Allen may be overshadowed from, what, just the whole band, just great song. I think it was writing. that bass player with the freaking black hair and those <laughs> eyes. Really? I think he you really, think yeah. Well, yeah. No, but seriously, Janie Lane had a... An excellent voice. I a, mean, he was a great and it, front man. And they also positioned themselves high in the uh, MTV video, oh, yeah. uh, arc, Cherry Pie, you know, which hierarchy. Which Janie Lane did, didn't care for that song. He, right. He actually wrote that song under pressure from the record company. But look at the other videos. Sometimes she cries. Oh, great song. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Oh my God! Heaven was huge when it first I liked, came out. Uh, what was there? Dirty rotten, filthy, dirty rotten, rich. filthy, yeah. stinking rich. The Down whole Boys. Album. Down Boys was an incredible. Oh my God! Just one song. That's one of those albums that you can listen to start to finish and yes. not have to skip a single yes. track. Yes, and you know what? You were so right because there's only a handful, even there's now, many. there's not many, where I'll listen to one or two songs and I'll just skip through the other ones Dirty because Rotten, I feel like they Stinkin' Rich yeah. from the opening, I think it was the title track, yeah. right to the end. Dirty, right, yeah. filthy. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. and, and then some of their lesser known songs like... Um, 32 Pennies, I think it was called. Yeah. Great tune, yeah. man. Yeah. Love it. I Saw Red. I Saw Red. Oh was, and gosh. it told us that was every breakup. Yep. You found out your girlfriend was cheating. She you put that yeah. song on repeat. Yep. And you sat in your dark room and just that. Well, that you talked about him and his arrangements and everything. Think about that song. First comes in, it sounds like a happy love right. song. And then... He tells Temple this story, yeah. right? Just Amazing. changes. It's just uh, great tune, man. Yeah, yeah. Every, and, yeah. and again, a lot of that was the top lane. Joey, Joey Kramer, Allen. Joey Allen, Joey Allen, Joey Allen. Played a Kramer. Yeah, played a Kramer. Played a Kramer. Yeah. Yes. Joey Kramer is somebody. I, Joey Kramer. Name, but. Wasn't he on that show Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> that was Cosmo <laughs> Kramer. That was Cosmo, Cosmo Kramer. Kramer. Did he play a <laughs> Kramer? Yeah. Coincidentally, did not no, play, didn't a, play a Kramer. Don't know what. And played. Kramer was the guitar to play. 
Oh, absolutely. I've I had, had a couple of Kramers. I had a Kramer bass uh, back in the day because Jeff Pilsen played one. Jeff Pilsen, And yeah. I was a big fan even though... You didn't play it. There wasn't a lot of bass in <laughs> Dawkins. Oh, you didn't know how to play it. Right. <laughs> it just Is it still on the stand? No, that's not the Kramer. That's the... Um, <laughs> Charvel, the Jackson. That, yeah. No, that's not the Charvel. It's not the Charvel? Maybe it is the Charvel. I know it's a phenomenal no, base. It's, no, I, I don't have the Chauvel. You don't? That was the Chauvel. No, I have the PVB90 active electronic Is that what pickups. it is? Yes, that's what I have. You, no, my Chauvel, the purplish blue yeah, Chauvel, yeah. I bought that because I went through a phase of stew ham. Oh, wow. I, I went through a um, stew ham sort of base fusion jazz period let me tell you something about that man he's amazing he is phenomenal and you you want to hear a funny story one day uh my wife as all women do they like have bags they want to change out their bags um so I'm helping her clean out this bag. And, and sh- what falls out is a Stu Ham CD. What? Stu Ham Stu Ham Hey, how you doing, guys? I just want... <laughs> it was getting hot Let me play your song. Yeah. Stu Ham CD falls out. Right? I said to her, what are you doing with this? She said, oh, I like to listen to it. I was like, wow. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive um, because Stu Ham is impressive. Sh- he's... Well, we'll get into yeah, we'll do a bass play a different thing episode, that, but you know because um, Gene Simmons is no good. I, I um, <laughs> that's so bad. I bought, I forgot how old I was, but I bought a stew ham instructional. VHS. I bought a stew ham, which comes already cut. You just put the uh, the Glazed. pineapple glaze on. Right. I bought a stew. <laughs> Ham instructional VHS tape, and I stayed up for like a week learning the song "Flow My Tears." The policeman said, "And you learned and, nothing." And I, and I <laughs> see that's. Yeah. I'm gonna go downstairs and play <laughs> drums now. <laughs> drums you can play, you can play the drums. I can't play the drums. Yes, you can. I Everybody do not have the. Drums. I can't. Everybody I don't have a. I'm not. I am not coordinated. You're not coordinated? Anyway. So, Joey Allen, still going back to Joey Allen, just Amazing a phenomenal guitar player. guitar player. I mean, Not, he would have the acoustic on the stand. Remember, right. he would oh, walk yeah, over and play. That was awesome. Yeah. But once again, not in our top five. No. Right? Or was it top four? Uh, it's, top four. Five. It's going down. It's, it's going down. Bleeding down. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. What about one of the pioneers of the decade? George Lynch. Oh, my God. The oh, most unlucky me? bastard in the music history. You thought you thought Def Leppard was bad. George Lynch uh, from Washington State, raised in Sacramento, California. Yeah. He was that typical California guy. This poor right. bastard missed the boat on almost everything. It's amazing that he is where he is. But still, underrated. Fantastic. Hugely player. underrated. Yeah. If you're a fan of 80s metal and hard rock, you know him. Yeah. If you're a musician, you absolutely revere him. And if you don't know who Dokken is, you need to go back right. and do some research. Dokken is, 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 they were one of the pioneers yeah. of that entire genre. Yeah. On the strip, yeah. I'm sure they were probably huge. Yeah. Now, I was not there at that time. I was in New York, but um, now... He gets a little bit more credit than some of the other guys, I think. Absolutely. I think but, he's right up there with the, the Red Beach Right, but level. still, I don't think... When people think guitar virtuosos from the 80s, oh, they're God. thinking Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. They're thinking certainly, Satriani. George Lynch Vaughan, does not come up yet. But he does no, not come no, up. And he should. Yeah. He absolutely should. He uses that... I'm not a guitar player, that... Logano technique yeah. where it's all of the notes seem to be 
side by side. There's yeah, really no breaks, no scales. No, yeah, I don't happy. understand it. I'm not yeah, a guitar sweep, player. A sweep, sweep uh, technique, sweep right. picking. Right. I mean, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. I and heard now, um, and I, I think it's true. Back in that whole time period, there was a demo tape. Mm-hmm. George Lynch going around right. the Sunset Strip, that right. whole area, and people actually thought it was Eddie Van yes. Halen. Yes. Because that's Which who is ironic he was compared with. Because there's a lot of stuff that happened to this poor guy. Let's talk about his relationship with Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh, that sucked, man. That sucked. He was the chosen guitar he actually tried out for the band twice yes that's right tried out for the band twice both times given the boot given the boot yeah. now I wonder why you think he just didn't fit I into don't the know Ozzy Osbourne he genre does, or? he doesn't seem to have um, a problem like a bad personality but I know well, that well uh, I see I've heard that he's like a dick I mean oh, okay. I don't, he's a little rough I don't okay. know if that's true and that's coming from Don Dockin, right. who Don Dockin don't like. Don Dockin could be a dick. He can be a dick too. So he He's goes, he goes, and he gets hired by Ozzy. And what happens? Um, Jakey, Jakey Lee. So apparently, Ozzy dug Jakey Lee more because he had the look, he had the, the hair. Look, yeah. yeah, right. And actually, yes, you're right. George Lynch had short. Back then. It was it was shoulder length. It was it a weird was not dude. that stuff. It, it was reminded long. me of like the flock of seagulls type of. Thing. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're right. Dude. And it, what's that song? And I, I ran, ran and I ran. I ran so right. Oh, is it Bam. ran? Yeah. I, I, ran. I think it's run. Maybe it's run. But either way, so what happens? Uh, so rumor is, Ozzy told Jakey Lee, "You're in, but you have to fire." George Lynch. And, and so he they, did. So they fired this poor bastard. They fired him. Okay. Can you imagine getting the gig with Ozzy, never playing a note, right, and getting fired? Right. Come on. And then what happens? I don't know. Did he go back to Dokken? No. He, I don't think Dokken was even I a think they were part a thing. Uh, then, I think. But I think that what happened was he was in another band who was oh, showcasing. Oh, Remember this? That's right. Okay. Uh, showcasing. Gene uh, they were looking for Gene Simmons artists, trying to start a record label trying to start a record label and they right. were looking for artists to artists. produce and because who, he wants to own it. and band. so <laughs> what band went on first Van Halen Halen Simmons With David Lee Roth them. and Eddie Van Halen Simmons saw them and he was like okay good night I'm Thank done you. good night yeah meanwhile Doc comes out George Lynch yeah and he's like, where did Gene Simmons go? Yeah, right, exactly. Missed the boat again. What a string of bad luck. Well, first of all, never let Eddie Van Halen go on first for you anyway. Yeah, that's, he's, he's a tough That's act number to one. He's a tough, tough act to follow. So then he hooks up with our buddy Don Dockin. Yeah, Don And Dockin. again, phenomenal songs. I mean, incredible. Just uh, Jeff Pilson, which was not the original bass player. He wasn't? The original bass player was, I think his name is, uh, I'm going to say Juan Crochier. Was that the original bass player? Yeah. And then Jeff Pilson came in after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Movie soundtrack. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. What about the amazing instrumental, Mr. Scary? Mr. Scary. Phenomenal. Yeah. That is just yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah. Mr. Scary's a masterpiece. By the way, the, um, I thought that was named after his guitar. It's not? Mr. I, I, I'm getting um, different info, but... The, Mixed messages, okay. The Skull and Crossbones guitar is, is actually called Mom. Oh, God. I thought that was... That's a little odd. Mr. Scary, that was kind of strange. But he did have a couple of different guitars. He had that Tiger Stripe guitar, which was right, so cool. Right, right, um, so A rattlesnake he, or something? Had, yeah. Something right. like that? The rattlesnake thing, yes. Uh, he was big with ESP. Guitars, yes, yes, ESP. Yeah. I remember going into Manhattan 
uh, what was the music store? Manning's. Manning's, yes. Yeah, Manning's that's right. music. Manning's music. Manning's music, and yep. seeing that they started to feature ESP. ESP, yeah. And phenomenal. He, I think he put them on the. Oh map. yeah, definitely, because he was he ESP. was in he had an endorsement with them. That's clear. Right. Yeah. But still, overshadowed. By Dokken, Don Dokken and his presence, and then they're banging heads. And then they're banging left heads. And right. By the way, Mr. Scary in 1989 um, earned the band a Grammy nomination for Best wow. Instrumental. I didn't know that. Late 80s is when the media started recognizing metal as like an art form. Okay. Kind of. That's why you had bands like Skid Row, okay. Best. I New gotcha. Artist, Mr. Scary by Dokken, nominated for Best Rock Instrumental. They weren't um, just a devil worshiping music. No, and that's just. It was artistry. Th- that's just too bad because yeah. I do prefer a good devil worship every once in a while. Every once in a while. Black altar. Yes, absolutely. Sacrifice. Yes. Children's sacrifices, mainly. Can't have any way, any other way. No. Um. He was actually replaced by uh, Reb Beach. Go figure. On guitars. It's that See what I mean? It's that whole circle. Yeah, yeah. George Lynch was just incredible, man. Now, and not just George Lynch with Dokken, but his side projects as well. Yeah. Lynch Mob. Yeah. um, Which they, uh, their first album, Wicked Sensation. Yeah, uh, was just phenomenal. I mean, it was phenomenal. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Um, not a lot of hits on it, like no, rocking, no. But at that time, that genre was kind of falling by the yeah, wayside. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lynch Mob's last album, I think, was The Brotherhood in 2017. Wow. Okay. But then Lynch did a bunch of solo albums. Yes. Whereas I thought Lynch Mob was was his, his solo. solo, but no, he did a bunch of releases as George Lynch. Well, Lynch Mob was supposed to be that plug-in band, the plug-in band, saying. right? Get that, rid of uh, this drummer, yeah, put the, this drummer, this drummer in. in right. Sort of like this, uh, changing well, White Snake. White Snake, yeah. Like a yeah, White Snake guys would come in and out. Yeah, play an album, record an album, and then tour or not tour. Incredible yeah. musician. Watch an interview with him. He was doing something with Jeff Pilson recently. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal Jeff, guy. Jeff Pilson's with Foreigner now, I think. I uh, probably. I think they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, the place. yeah. Who would have thought, man? That like it's a Jeff weird Pilson's yeah. with Foreigner. Uh, Def Leppard's got. Yeah. Uh, Vivian uh, Campbell. Vivian Campbell. So. And Michael Sweet played with Boston with for a Boston, little while, right. which is just so far away from shredding. But yeah, uh, it's amazing how yeah, it um, is. you know these guys continue, and uh, you know, and stay to stay in their uh, stay in their lane, right. stay in their. So own. so we have thrown a lot of guitar players' names out there. I mean, a ton. Yeah. Have you got any but? Anybody else you want to? No, I think uh, we you know there's a, a lot of, of honorable mentions, but also you got to remember if I tell you if I say to a band say say something a band like Guns and Roses, but he is slash, you know slash is, yeah right? he's he's big he's yeah, huge if he you look it. at Cinderella Tom Kiefer Tom is Kiefer. Uh, yeah. you know huge so you can't talk about you know, Slash for a second he 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 kind of had his own personality which set him apart so when you think of guns and roses you think of slash you, you do get that you do yeah top hat thing he yep. did and he was one of the first guys with like the pierced nose, nose which yeah. bothered the hell out of me yeah too who else did that uh skid row yeah oh they rachel Bolin, the bass player yeah, had a chain, chain connected to his ear crazy. from his nose remember crazy. Crazy. But you're right about that. He had slash had, had his, his own, own yeah personality, personality, sort of his own brand, yeah, which went past Guns N' Roses, right. right? The whole thing. But now, out of all these guys we've talked about, and we've yeah. talked about a bunch of them, who sure did the one guitar player out of all of those guys really kind of stands out, right? And I think he's on par with your. 
Eddie Van Halen, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai. Now, um, like I've kind of got this guy in my par. head. You don't think he's on par? He might even be better. Well, you might have a completely different you opinion. Are. You might be thinking of a whole different guy. You're treading into moron neighborhood. Listen to me. <laughs> You're driving into moron neighborhood. I think we need to do a three count. Okay. And just throw it out there who we think was the most underrated, underrated. guitarist to come mm-hmm. out of that genre. Okay. Should we do it on Let's three, do two, it three, two, one? one? Okay. Let's see how far to Moronville you are. One guy. Okay. One guy Go stands ahead. out head and shoulders, I think, <laughs> above the rest. Go ahead. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Three, two, one. Red George Beach. Lynch. What? <laughs> see what I mean? Are you, you kidding are, me? You are a moron. No. George <laughs> Lynch. This is what I'm talking about. You, you are in the moron neighborhood. Instead of a How could pick. you even talk about Red Beaches and Whitesnake and Red Winger Beach, and, Red Beach, you know, anybody come on. who... Doesn't use a real name is immediately. Oh, is that what it yes. is? Stricken from the Cadillac Coupe <laughs> Deville. Stricken from Jake the uh, e. Lee Confederate Colonel Confederate General <laughs> Jake E. Lee. No. Fabulous. No, you you have to have right. a real name, and George Lynch is a real name. This is scary. You're wrong. George Lynch. Once again, George wrong. Lynch is phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. And if I had to put him, if I had to. If someone said to me, you can go out of body and go into somebody's body, it would be the George Lynch or Red Beach. Absolutely. As far as guitar players Absolutely. go. I mean, I would phenomenal. actually, I wish I had an old movie projector. I would actually play you Mr. Scary on your forehead which, so we could watch it. Which is, which is like having right. a projector screen a projector already screen. built in. Already built yeah. in. Jackery, I don't have anything else to say about I don't that. have anything else either. Except that you're wrong. <laughs> As always. George Lynch. <laughs> George Lynch. Red Beach. But I think that, uh, yeah, a lot of information. A lot, a lot of good of guitar fun. players. Though. A lot of good guitar oh. players. Uh, so it's Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, Eddie Van Halen, Ingve Momstein, and George Lynch. End the story. Wow. Incredible. Okay. Red Beach was fantastic. He would be my number two. Okay. Jackie, I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. And uh, that'll be that. That's it. <laughs>